Mueller and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us here on the show, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. One of us has written a book as well, too. You should know all of that by now, you knuckleheads. But if you got anything else for us, any questions, any comments, any concerns or reactions, the best way to get involved with the show, as always, we will take your tweets at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. And it's a Friday. We're going to have hijinks and shenanigans, and so maybe we'll take some phone calls in the final segment as well. Stand by on that one. But Arthur Motes, how we feeling today? Cousin, it is a Friday. We made it another week. It is Friday. It is the weekend. And that is a great, great situation. I mean, when we started out like that, that means that, uh, you know, in a couple of, not even hours, I was about to say a couple of hours, but in yeah. about 90 minutes, baby, that means that it's a, a free weekend, you know? Oh, and that means we get to enjoy ourselves. So before we go ahead and put it in cruise control more, we will make sure we give y'all some awesome content like yes. we always do as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we've got plenty to get to today. All right, we're going to hear from Mason Cole and some interesting things that he had to say about how he thinks or maybe where he thinks his best role is along the offensive line. You know, we've talked about, I think, at nauseum, especially Moats and I, we've been discussing this for, for weeks, how the offensive line could shake out and some of these versatile pieces that could play guard, that could play center. How does this all, you know, look when we get to training camp and ultimately when September rolls around and the games start to matter? We'll hear from Mason Cole what he had to say about that and discuss some of those comments. It is a Friday. So, you know, we'll do a little hijinks and a little shenanigans. I thought it would be fun and interactive with you guys as well, too. We'll do a little top five Friday, Arthur Motes, maybe, if you will, is the best way to put it. Top five best logos in the NFL. All right? And then the top five, I don't want to say worst logos in the NFL, Mm. because this is a family show. Okay. Let's say top five logos that need to be redone. How about that? Does that work? Is that's, that, is that a, a nice way to put that's it? That's a nice compromise right there. You know it's family right. friendly that way. All right. Sounds good. We'll do all of that. Get to your reactions. But here's where we start today on a top five Friday. Arthur Motes, simple concept for you. I texted you about this this morning to give you a little heads up so you could think about it, so you could chew on it, so you could let it marinate like it's a nice Thanksgiving turkey in the mm. brine. No, no. Are we frying this turkey? I feel like it's the Geico well, commercial, right? That's are we, true. Are we frying this? Well, you is, know, how, how it, we do, are we smoking the turkey? I was going to say, turkey, if man. anyone's listened to this yeah, show for more than turkey, 15 man. minutes, they know we're smoking this turkey. So you got you got brine it for a day or two. You get it all prepped and ready to go. I texted Arthur Motes this morning. I said, let's do a little top five Friday. Top five Steelers with the most to prove this season. Which members of the black and gold have the most to prove 
in 2022. Now, I think, obviously, if it's agreeable by you, Motsi, we should start at number five and work our way up to number one, correct? Build the drama, build the suspense. Sure. I know you're yeah. like, hey, you're driving today. You, you know, do it, yeah, you, you do it how you want you it. want to do it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to start at number five and count our way down to number one in sense, uh, to, to create the drama, I should say. And, dun, and you know, dun, dun. you're welcome to tweet us your list as well, too, as we roll along here of the top five Steelers with the most approved this season. And you know what, Motsi? I'm putting my foot down. Uh-oh. I'm going to go first. Are you sure you're going to? Uh, you're going to start no, first. You're not going to consistently I'm be po- first. I'm we positive because here's why. What's up, Captain Punk? In the... <laughs> In the chance that you and I have some some similar answers here, some crossover, mm-hmm. I want to go first. So okay, it makes it seem okay. like you're copying from me, okay, and I'm not okay. copying from you. And I was so actually going to just, whatever you say, I'm going to like say verbatim. I'm just throwing it out there. Just make sure you change change the uh, wording a little nope, bit uh, so it doesn't uh, look like you copied my I want to get a straight copy. copy uh, plagiarism. Plagiarism. I, I want them to give you, you a plagiarism grade today. You want the teacher today. to call us yes. the office yes. after yes. class? Who was cheating on who's paper? hang after class? I said, we did it together. That's what we tell them. We both did. Top five Steelers with the most approved this season in 2022. Number five for me, Akella Witherspoon. Mm, okay, okay. Young man, you came on strong at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. The Steelers traded for Okello in season. And, you know, well, I guess, you know, in the midst of getting ready for the season. Steelers tr- acquired Akello. He had to hop on a moving train last year. Let's put it that way. At first, a lot of people were saying, eh, you know, it wasn't like it was a it was a first or second round pick or anything like that, but you gave up a fifth round pick for this guy and he's not even getting a helmet sometimes mm, on game days. It hurts. You're not really using him. When we saw him early in the season, it didn't look pretty. A lot of people just kind of thought, all right, well, the Steelers, you know, maybe threw away a fifth round draft pick there. They took a flyer on a guy. It didn't work out, whatever. But then Joe Hayden gets injured. Another opportunity for Akello. He steps in and my goodness, did he perform, at, perform admirably down the stretch. Handful of interceptions in there, played really well, had some really big performances for the Steelers against talented offensive units and talented wide receivers. Now you get a contract, you know, mm-hmm. not a not a break-the-bank type contract, but you get a two-year deal, and I tell you what, if Akella Witherspoon can show in those two years what he showed in the back half of this season, mm-hmm. he's going to set himself up for, for a nice payday once again. If he can do that as well, too, we're all going to feel much better about what seems like the inevitable um, breaking up with Joe Hayden, right? The, the separation of Joe Hayden from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We like Levi Wallace, but Akello now is kind of the guy that feels like, all right, you're coming back. You're familiar with the defense. Cam Sutton certainly as well, too. But Akello Witherspoon, I am very intrigued to see how this works for him because – if he plays like he did in the back half of last season, I think we're going to really like the Steelers' secondary. And like I said, as much as we all love Joe Hayden, I know you personally as well, too. Jump, man, jump, man. And he has been without a doubt the best Steelers defensive back. Well, I should say cornerback because we could argue about Minka Fitzpatrick. He's been the best Steelers cornerback for, for the last handful of seasons. I think he's been the best Steelers corner in my lifetime since Ike Taylor. I mean, he he has he has been fantastic, and I mean, I was four years old when Rod Woodson was in his prime. All right, I'm I'm talking in my my adult lifetime. Right, right, right. If Akello can uh, have a type of performance like we saw in the back half of last season, this defense is going to be in a really good spot, and that's why he's number five on my list. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I would have to say that uh, number five on my list is Akello Witherspoon. Um, <laughs> I just think, you know, when he came on, he came on really strong towards the back half of the year. I remember at the beginning of the year, though, West, like, not even exaggerating, man. There were times where I was concerned about 
the integrity of this trade because he was not dressing. He wasn't getting a helmet. And when you think of giving up a draft pick like that and him not getting a helmet, I mean, it really hurt me. I was flabbergasted at times just looking at this move by Kevin Colbert. But the way he played, it really opened up the door to right now where we're even considering, like, him being the true replacement to Joe Hayden, who in my lifetime has been the best Steelers. I don't want to say defense back because we know we got Mika, and you can make a case for Mika without a doubt you can. But, I mean, like, I, I think of, like, Ike Taylor, but I'm like, man, Akello, he's really played well. And Joe Hayden was in that conversation or has been in that conversation. So the fact that Akello has done enough to potentially have us moving forward from Joe Hayden, I mean, it really means a lot. And, yeah, the expectations are really high. That's why they brought him back on, on, on the contract they did, man. <laughs> Arthur Motes, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Would you please see me in class after class? We we copied. It was a group project, guys. It was, was a group project. I tell you what, you you were paying attention because I mean you regurgitated pretty much everything there, and you did it in a much. Honestly, that's one of those like I got a, I got a B minus on that report, but you just you just you just managed to B plus. I mean, you took what I did and you polished it up. Very nice. I'm impressed. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I was just showing my listening skills. You see, because I, I listen to you when you speak, and I wanted to make sure that I knew every single detail. I do like that move a lot though, but um. <laughs> For me, man. You funny. You, oh, you <laughs> no, funny like on this Friday. You funny. <laughs> I needed that laugh, man. Sometimes laughter is good for the soul, baby. So um, for me, man, I start with Deontay Johnson. And uh, the reason I say that is because we know he came off a extremely good season last year where he was a pro bowler. Um, one of his, I mean, his best year statistically, you know, in his career. But at the same time, we understand now that the contract situation has become, you know, the, the talking point around Deontay, and with that, there's become a lot of scrutiny. Scrutiny because we're looking at the sample size of the productivity that he's had versus the productivity that he had last season. And then, ultimately, how we view last season as a whole versus what we felt going through the process on a week-to-week basis. Mm. Very different. If you're looking at his season as a whole, you're saying, man, these numbers are really good. We're seeing the catches, the yardage, the touchdowns, everything looks good. But when you look at it on a week-to-week basis and go back to how we were feeling during that time frame, it was very different than what the narrative is surrounding him now. Agreed. So with Deontay, understanding that this could be a situation where he has to play out the final year of that deal and they do not extend him, he is going to need to, number one, prove that last year wasn't a fluke And number two, show that he's actually taken that next step to get rid of some of the negativity surrounding his performances, more so the drops and just the mental fortitude that we've seen him display well at times. But at the same time, we've also seen him struggle in that vein as well. So for me, that's why I think Deontay has the most approved. Also, that's if they don't extend him. Correct. But now imagine if they do extend him and the number is a 15 mil per year or higher average based on guys like Christian Kirk, based on guys like Deontay, uh, I mean, not Deontay, uh, Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and obviously Tyree Kill, their mm-hmm. new deals. Stephon Diggs as well, Diggs too. Diggs as well, absolutely. So his number could easily, very well easily be anywhere between 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. If you're paying him that, he's going to have a lot more that he's going to have to live up mm-hmm. to. And if he thinks he's had pressure prior to that, that pressure multiplies, is amplified when you start getting compensated on the level that he is looking to be compensated for. So that's why at number five, I have Deontay Johnson. I like it. Well, thank you. Number four on my list. I kind of cheated a little bit. Yes. 
I said Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Ah, you see what I did okay, there? Okay, okay, he's one of those guys. I wanted to work, them, I wanted to work them both in. So since, they're both, since they're both wide receivers, I, mm. I you know, I scribbled them both into the same little okay, box okay, on the on okay, the sheet there. You okay. know, I'm doubling down here. Okay. That's how you fit an extra name into your top five. How about mm-hmm. that? So is it like top six then? Uh, I guess it depends. I was just checking. I know you got that W mask, so man, we call it whatever you want to call it today. Oh, I, buddy, do I have a story for you? I don't know if I could tell this one on air. I might incriminate myself <laughs> about the one math class that I had to take at WVU. Okay, you know what? Forget it. The sta- I graduated nine years ago. The statute of limitations has passed by now. Yeah. I had to take, you know, because I was a media journalism broadcast right, major, right. but I had to take one math class. Mm-mm-mm. It's like that sometimes. I had an ex-girlfriend in that class with me, okay? Oh, Lord, you better be tread lightly. I'm treading lightly. Don't worry. Say, is that the most incriminating part of this? It, it, it may better be. hope Morgan's not listening. I was saying, I didn't know he was going with this story, and I heard ex-girlfriends. I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't share a lot of stories with ex-girlfriends. No, no, no. We go to class. The first, you know, we're dating at the time. My girlfriend uh-huh. and I. We have this class together. We go to the first day of class. It's a, one of those big lecture hall classes with 150 people. In yeah. It. Syllabus goes around, right? Teacher introducing okay. herself. Syllabus goes around. I look at the syllabus. Oh. Attendance hmm. was like 45 percent of the grade. Okay. Oh, that's kind of stressful, huh? The way that they took attendance was mm-hmm. at the start of the class, the teacher would pass around a card reader, oh, and it would Lord. just go back through, and you would <laughs> swipe your student ID, and it would go back through the auditorium. Okay. Mozi, I didn't go to a class the rest of the semester. Oh, no. I had my girlfriend take my student ID to every oh, class and, no. and swipe in attendance for me, Uh-huh. because I was like, it's 45% of the grade. Yeah, I need all that. I, all I got to do is get C's on the yeah. test, and I'm getting a B in the class, and that's exactly what I did. Only went to class the rest of the semester whenever there was a test. Got to be in the class. I like it. How we do it. I like it. So, I like uh, yeah, it. I learned how to cheat at math a little bit. I like it. Uh, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Everything that Motsi just said about Deontay, I echo. And you know what? I had thought about it in the sense of, hey, it's it's time to prove you're, you're, you're really worth this type of top money. But you're right. If he gets that top money here in the interim, I think that, that even more so says, okay, you better go out there and prove – that you're either a, a bona fide number one mm-hmm. or you're like the best 1B type in the league, right? Like an Adam Thielen yes. type of, like on most teams, you would be the number one guy. I was going to say, are we, are we consider- I guess Thielen is 1B because of Justin Jefferson. Because of Justin Jefferson. I was Jefferson. about to say, because other he, than that, I, I don't know. That boy, nice, that's, nice. That, that, you, But you get, what I'm, <laughs> see, you I'm get where I'm going with that example. With you. Like, Absolutely. Um, and then Chase Claypool, dynamite rookie season. A d- over like what was it? A dozen touchdowns or yeah. 13 touchdowns? thirteen touchdowns? Yeah, because I want to say he led the league in touchdowns. He led the league of rookies, rookies in touchdowns. In touchdowns, yeah. Uh, he he was he was dynamite. He was putting up numbers, particularly in the first half of the season. He was outstanding. Last year, not that it was terrible, but it wasn't the step forward that we had all hoped for. Correct. And there was obviously some some ancillary stuff going on, shall we say, as well too. Both of those guys, we know they've got the ability, they've got the potential, they've got the goods. But now it's time to really take a step forward and show it in the new Matt Canada offense with your new quarterback. And what should help, too, Arthur Motes, Pat Fryermuth is a legit weapon. Mm-hmm. And an offensive line and a run game that should be improved as well, too, that hopefully opens up some more uh, for the wide receivers. So at number four, that's why I go with Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Number number four? Number, or, or was that number three for you? Number yeah. four and just, three and a half. Four and three say, and a half. Yeah, How about yeah, that? Yeah, man. You're going you to need to clarify Listen, for me, man. don't ask questions. All right, just take right. my student ID and swipe me in. I was going to say, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't count the way that you count. Just take my student ID <laughs> and swipe me in. But uh, for me, man, I do have a similar person uh, for my number four. 
my true number four is Chase Claypool also. And uh, more so because the same thing, when you're talking about Chase, who is he? What is he? Is he a guy that you view as a number one? Or is he a guy that is a high-end number two? Is he more than just a vertical jump ball and slant route runner? Or can he be more than that? Can he develop into a more consistent player? We've seen him flash at times, but we've also seen him, like I said, not be consistent. Not just from a performance element, but also a maturity element. Um, And then just his handling of some of the stuff. I think more so than anything, that's been his biggest problem since being in Pittsburgh. And that's why... You know, he's criticized on the way that he is, even when he is productive, like the Vikings game, because you have to deal with some of the unnecessary. And then, like I said, just the the lack of remorse, it seems, in those moments. But if we didn't have high expectations for him, if we didn't think he was capable of this, that would be one thing. But we know what he's capable of. We've seen flashes of it from his rookie season and even last year, where you know this guy has the potential to be one of the top-tier wide receivers, to be mentioned in you know top 15, top 10 categories. Right now, it's more so spots of that. But if he can do it on a week-in and week-out basis, not only does that solidify himself in the NFL, but that will also put him in position to be a contract extension recipient or Mm. at least a candidate for that because right now, where do you see Chase? Is Chase a guy that you would say, you know what, yeah, we'd extend him next year based off what we've seen right now? I don't think that's a guaranteed thing. No, I don't either. And that's an issue when you're talking about coming into your third year because you know, man, this is going to be a big season for him. The same way Deontay had a very productive season his third year and that has him in position for contract extensions – Chase is going to be in that same vein, and he's going to need to come in with that understanding. And you can't wait until training camp to turn that on. You no. can't wait till you get here in OTAs to turn that on. You need to be having that work ethic. You need to be having those, you know, decisions being made now. Because once it's time for you to get here, you need to be displaying that from start to finish that, hey, I'm a changed receiver. I'm more mature. Deontay Johnson, a year ago, man, you could see that in the way that he operated in OTAs. You could see the way he operated in training camp. Shoot, I was at the softball game, a celebrity softball game, and I'm watching him work on his hands and catching. And you're just like, yo, this guy's demeanor He's dialed is, in. is drastically different than prior years. And that's the thing that we want to see from Chase. I don't care about a social media post. Show me the work when you get out there. And we're going to be able to see that when he gets out there and we're seeing, you know, his attention to detail when we're seeing how he handles success, but at the same time, how he handles failure, because that is something that he's really going to have to just manage a little bit better, become a little bit less volatile either way. So that way he can be the person that he wants to be in all aspects. But that's why I have him as my true number four. I mean, look at you, you offense lover. No, you said most approved. Oh, that's true. That, yeah, means you're, that means you're holding their feet to the fire. Yeah, absolutely. It's a difference. <laughs> Number three for me. Oh, no. No, I just did the hypocrite thing because I'm going back to the offensive side of the football Mm-mm-mm. here. Chooks a core four. Young man. You mm-hmm. got Maybe similar to what we were talking about, potentially possible with Deontay. Yeah. You got the contract. Mm-hmm. You are now not top five, but you are one of the better paid right tackles I in the where, entire— Where is he, though? I think he's like— he can't be too far off. No, I'm, he might be top 10. That's and if he's saying. not, he he's, like, off, he's like 11 or 12. He is definitely in the top 12. Yeah. And, and there were some other extensions, and you were waiting to get the numbers on all. You know, these things are always fluid, but but he is he's up there. He is certainly in the top half. I think top 12, maybe even top 10. Moats and I have discussed, you know, when there was a lot of detractors from that deal, from people who said, ah, I don't like that. Ah, you could have spent the mo- better money elsewhere. When we were kind of giving Chooks – Benefit of the doubt with some of these things, right? We talked about how how bad the interior of the offensive line was last year. 
and how maybe a little bit more stability there, you're willing to to maybe give Chooks a little bit of a benefit of that doubt. But that's it. Other than that, it's time to be the high-end player that we have seen at times. And we have certainly seen that. We've also seen him struggle, particularly in the run game, and, the, and that needs to get moving in the right direction. But again, hopefully some some more stability at guard, left and right guard helps out in that regard, and, and center as well, too, and what they're trying to do in the run game. But for me, for Chooks, you got the contract. You know, a lot of people are asking questions. Man, was that really smart when, you know, when, when Zach Banner was beating this guy out and you and I were talking about that through the course of last season when Zach Banner's standing there on the sideline, all right, what's going on? Maybe we should see this guy. The one thing that we all know that we have to see is is Chooks hold down that right tackle spot. There's been signs of it. Now you got to do it consistently. You've got the money. The organization clearly believes in you and backs you. Chooks, number three on my list. Uh, like you got it. some numbers over there? Well, from what I've seen, and that's why I'm trying to make sure I get the exact right numbers because when I first was clicking on it, it was saying that he was top three in terms of the money for right tackle. That's why I'm looking at it again. I'm like, I got to check guarantee versus all this other stuff. Because there's a lot of different right, ways to look at it. Because it's multiple ways. Like some they do it on average. If you're looking at it on average, he's averaging about 9.75 per mm-hmm. year. But when you go base salary, the base cap can be altered. Or, right. Because right. the way that it's structured, he has years where he's only going to get three million base salary, but he's going to also Signing get bonus. six mill and a bonus here a workout thing there so it is a little bit more difficult than i would like and that's why i'm trying to get it all in but my third person on this list is devin bush um once again their team hasn't decided just yet on his fifth year option but we know that this is going to be coming sooner rather than later yes regardless of what they decide to do he's playing for you know that future contract he's planned for that long-term extension whether that be here in pittsburgh or elsewhere and because of where he was drafted we know the expectations associated with that because of what he flashed at times as a rookie it also added on to those expectations Mm -hmm. we know the guy that he was drafted to replace in terms of ryan shazier and the expectations along that as well but unfortunately he has not really lived up to that on a consistent week-in and week-out basis, whether we're talking about productivity or we're talking about maturity or mm-hmm. the lack thereof. Um, effort at times comes into question. There's a lot of things that have surrounded him that could be perceived as negative. And we've done a, I don't want to say a good job, but people have done a, 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 a really admirable job of coming up with various reasons as to why his play has struggled. Whether we're talking about injury. Yep. Coaches, yep, the defensive line in front of them. Like, like we, we come up with every single variable possible, but at the end of the day, the result is he has not played up to what the expectations have been. So, with that, I do feel like he has to understand that man by the t- by the still bringing in Miles Jack. That's one piece to the puzzle. They're in position where they can draft another guy this year, whether it be the first or second round. Yes, they could and could potentially push Devin Bush out of a starting role. We saw last year where it became times where he was rotating with players, mm-hmm. where Buddy Johnson was getting on the field. Remember the Vikings game? And he, his Allen. response was, hey, man, I think it's good that he's getting reps. And you're like, no, that is not the correct response. <laughs> that is not what you want, not in a regular season game. We don't want any you coming off the field. Right. You're a top 10 pick. Then it became him and Robert Spillane rotating. Those are all Ooh. issues. I mean, we heard Terrence Garvin when he came on the show the other day, and he talked about, man, it's going to be on him to take that next step to be the green dot guy who is the focal point of communication. 
who is the the leader of that defense. And we saw how with Joe Sherbert being thrown into that fire, how it put a damper on his play. Mm-hmm. But that was also an indictment on Devin Bush not being prepared for that moment. Correct. I would agree. 100%. How, so, I mean, I don't know how you could, could ignore that or disagree with that. So when I think of that, it's only so many excuses we can use for a guy. It's only so many years that we can allow a guy to figure it out before. To give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Before the team says, you know what, we got to go in a different direction. And for Devin, he has to understand that, hey, this is one of those seasons for you. Mm-hmm. This is a make or break year. This is going to separate you from being an Artie Burns or a Jarvis Jones. And those are my guys. Love them. But versus you being a Bud Dupree. Versus, you know, like like it's a different element when we're talking about those guys because all three of them started out slow. All three of them had moments where they looked good, but it wasn't consistent enough. But only one of those three put it together in that contract year. And we've seen how he went on to get the franchise tag, and then from there he went on to get nicely paid and compensated at an extremely high level to go to Tennessee. Yes. The other two guys, one isn't in the league. That's my dog. He just coached and won a national championship down to Georgia. Go Bulldogs. And my other guys already burns who, like you said, he's still trying to get his traction in the league because mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to put it together on a consistent basis. So if you're Devin Bush and you don't want to fall into that category of people considering you a wasted pick or a bust. Right. Or and you, you end up being a journeyman and right. jumping you, from team to team every year. If you don't want that year. to happen, it's critical that you put together a complete and consistent season this year. Not saying it has to be Pro Bowl caliber. I'm not even going that far, but it has to be consistent. The high ups and the super lows cannot continue to happen because as a defense, as a coach, you can't depend on that. You can't structure a game plan around a guy that you don't know what version is going to show up, what level of effort is going to show up. So that's why for me, Devin Bush is my number three. Very well said. From one linebacker to another. From one 55 to another. Oh, yeah. We're going to take our first break of the day here. When we come back on the other side, we'll give our top two most Steelers with the most, pardon me, to prove in 2022. Top two with the most to prove in 22. We'll get to some of your reaction as well, too. Get at us on Twitter with your lists. We'll also talk a little Mason Cole and hear what he had to say about where he thinks he's best suited along the offensive line. All that when we return on the other side. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.